Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Welcome. I've been so excited to see how many people are applying for the free one-on-one coaching call. So just a reminder, you have until the end of February 2024 to apply. And to apply for this coaching call, you simply leave a review for the podcast. So just a quick swipe of the thumb or write in Apple Podcasts a little bit about the podcast then send me an email. Just send it to hello at quilterscandy.com and let me know that you left a review and you are entered. So I'll be choosing a few people, different, you know, beginners, medium, been in business a while, just to chat with you for 45 minutes. Ask me any questions and you can decide if you want this to just be between us or if you want this to be a future podcast episode. But I love connecting with my listeners and I like just being... I don't remind it, if you will, of what people are going through and struggling with. So it's a, it's really great for me and I hope it's going to be really great for you too. So I'm going to leave one of the new reviews that I have from quilt all day. This person says, I have listened to every episode, some more than once, and it's my Friday after work commute treat. Elizabeth gives such valuable craft business information, is encouraging, and has great guests that inspire. Whether it's future business planning, thinking through current issues, or marketing, Instagram help and ideas, there is a wealth of information here. I am so thankful she shares her knowledge and insight. It is my favorite podcast. Well, my goodness, thank you. That I it's so cool to hear how you all listen to this. You know, I can just picture you on your commute listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for this review. And again, just a reminder to leave a review and then send me an email. Let me know that you did and you are entered for the one-on-one coaching call. I'll be choosing a couple of people and I will announce at the beginning of March who is selected. Now this week, I'm excited and nervous to talk on this topic. So Okay, we're talking about Instagram growth. I've had some crazy growth lately. And so I'm going to share what I've done so that hopefully you can replicate it and experience the same kind of growth or, you know, growth period. And it's funny because I definitely hear people, I've been hearing this for years. People are like, Instagram's not working. I'm not growing. I've learned when I hear that to tune it out because. It's not working for that person, but there are always people who are growing and having success. And so I'm like, "Mm, I know it's out there and available. I'd rather stick around that energy and learn how to do it and what they're doing than just like 
oh, it's just not working, you know? So that's my first two cents. If you are believing or hearing people say, oh, it's not working, engagement's down, whatever it might be, that is not the energy you want to surround yourself with. It's not the school of thought. I mean, it's up to you. But if you want to grow your Instagram account, I recommend not being around that. Um, So there is growth. It's happening. Like it is absolutely happening. And not just for me there. I mean, even I think it was last week or the week before I had a guest on the podcast and she's had even more growth than I have. Like it's, it's happening. It's available out there. So a little bit of history. I started my business in 2016 and from 2016 to 2023, I was at, I don't know, 45, 48,000 followers. So it took me however many years, seven, eight years to get to just under 50,000 followers. Then in just over a month, I'm now at what, 117,000 followers. So more than doubled in about a month. What took me seven or eight years to build, I was able to replicate in about a month that's bananas. And so how, how did I do this? And I will admit this is scary for me to talk about. It's very vulnerable. Uh, There's two, two aspects. A part of me is scared to talk about part of the growth because it it was, uh, we'll go into it. You'll understand in a minute. The second part of me, I will admit I am human. And there's this weird part of me that's like, it's not a weird part of me. It's a normal part of me. And I think all of us experience it from time to time, but I'm not going to lean into it. It is the part of me that's like, but wait, what if I share this with others? Then maybe they'll grow and I won't grow. So that is not who I want to be or how I want to show up. So I'm not going to show up that way. I'm going to tell you all the things, um, everything. So that because in my heart of hearts, when I can like sit down and emotionally, logically think about, I know that there is room at the table for everyone. I know that that weird scarcity part of my brain isn't true. It's that part of me that's trying to protect me, but it's not, it's not. I know that when we, a rising tide lifts all boats, that when I can help lift others, it's just mutually beneficial. So how I grew my Instagram, I took, well, I listened to a podcast. Actually, I didn't even listen to it. I don't even know how I heard about it, but Amy Porterfield had one of her alumni come and talk about her Instagram growth. And it's Nicole of Gardenary Co. So it's garden, just like G-A-R-D-E-N, right? Garden, (laughs) Gardenary, A-R-Y, all one word, co for company. And she has grown a ton on Instagram. At the time that I heard of it, she heard of her, she had like 500,000 followers. And in a couple of months, I want to say now she's at like seven or 800,000 followers. Um, and I knew that she had been a guest on Amy Porterfield's podcast and had talked a bit about what she had done to grow. So I just started following her and she offered an Instagram growth course. It was like, a $1,000 course. And I bought it and it was great. Like the things I learned were awesome. And then she offered another little course 
And that one was 2000. And I was like, you know, I'm buying it. I'm just going to do it. It's, it's worked. She knows what she's talking about. The thing I really like about her, in fact, she um, plans to be a guest on the, on this podcast in the future. So I'm going to reach out to her and see when that's going to happen, but she's agreed and I'm really excited to have her. So in her very first course, I already found lots of valuable information. And in that second course that I took, it, it was even better. Um, how, one of the things that she talked about that she said, she was like, try posting something controversial. And now keep in mind, she's a gardener. Her example of what she posted that was controversial was, let's see, if you, oh, plant your mint and your basil together. And I guess I'm, I'm not super like, I don't know, fluent in the gardening world, but apparently some people think that's a big no-no. Like, oh no, you can't do that. Your basil is going to taste like mint. And so it got a lot of engagement and she kind of knew that that was something that people feel strongly about. And so she was like, just do it. Just post, do, not post, just plant them next to each other. And so I, at this time, while I was listening to this particular advice, I was teaching and finishing up the quilt pattern writing course, my big signature course that I offer once a year. And every year there are actually, I could think of a few things that are controversial when it comes to pattern writing, but one that is, that was being talked about a lot in the course at that time was uh, quilt pattern testers. And I won't go into that topic right now, but I will say that I posted a reel where I brought up a less popular by some people's standards um, way of talking about like, do we pay and compensate our pattern testers and do we pay them with money and that kind of a thing. So it was scary to bring up in a public platform and I knew that it would bring a conversation I knew that it was a hot topic that people have very differing views on. What I was not prepared for was the level of emotion that went into that and the the level of controversy, how the attacks came. I was really hoping for a conversation, which maybe was foolish of me, but I was really hoping to have like people sharing their viewpoints in a positive, constructive way. I was not expecting people to um, to have the kind of personal attacks on me and my business. Um, it was a little hellacious, to be honest. It was not a great time. And there was part of me that was like, this is the worst advice I have ever gotten. Don't ever post anything controversial. And to be fair, like generally, I don't love when people post something just to be controversial. Now, also to be fair, this wasn't something that I just pulled out of anywhere that wasn't near and dear to my heart and to my audience and community. Um, my intense intentions were sincere and good. Um, the results were really intense and really extreme. And it, it, it was, a, it was just a lot. Um, 
So I'm not a fan of like dividing people. And that was definitely not the goal. I wanted a productive conversation. In fact, I had Tanessa Shears on the podcast a couple of episodes back. It was so funny because I she was the first podcast interview I had after I took like a month break in December of recording podcasts just to, you know, be present with the family. And that's when all of this happened. And she was the first podcast interview I had after taking that break and after all the Instagram drama. And she of her own accord brought up like, I don't love when people post something and people are like, oh, unfollow, unfollow. They're the worst. And she's like, I don't want to be in an echo chamber where all I hear is myself. I like hearing people who have different opinions and it really opens up and broadens my horizon. And I had to ask, I was like, are you aware of what happened on my Instagram account recently? And she laughed. She's like, no. And I wasn't ready to talk about it. And I still don't even totally want to talk about it. But um, but I love what Tanessa said because that so perfectly describes what my hope was. Um, however, I've learned that I, I'll probably never go to that level again, at least not on a public platform. I've definitely learned that I really think if I were in a room talking with people face to face, it would have been played out much differently. So, you know, that was that was me being a good student, trying something out, learning from it and um, facing the consequences. So what happened was interesting. I lost almost 2000 followers. Um like I actually sadly know the number a little too well. It's like 1,778 followers for during all of that. And there were definitely people who were like actively saying, go and unfollow her. She is a terrible person. She's unethical, blah, blah, blah. Um, and what, anyhow, what made me really sad was when anyone posted anything nice, people would screenshot and say, go and unfollow this person too. Um, so it got, it just, it, produced a monster that I just wasn't prepared for. But then something else happened. So while I do not intend to like be the super controversial and all of that, like ever again on Instagram, um, it did open up a level of freedom where I, some of the people who left, I was like, you know, that's okay. We're, we can't have this kind of conversation in a nice way. Then I'm not sure I, want that there, you know? And, and it just, I mean, there to go through something like that, where people are attacking you so personally, I mean, it got to the point where I would just hand my phone to my husband and I and be like, read the comments and just delete anything that's just nasty and a personal attack. Cause I don't, I don't want that there and I don't want to see it. Um, and so he kind of filtered it for me, but, um, but there was this level of freedom to like, huh, you know, this is like worst case scenario. So what if I'm just me? What if I just show up as me? And if people don't like it, they can leave. And it just, I mean, cause there is such this level of like, I don't want to piss people off. You know, I, I want people to like me. I want people to, I don't want to be controversial. And so let's take controversy out because that was such a negative experience, but, um, you know, just rather the positive, I just want everyone to like me. And I just realized it's okay. Oh my gosh, it's okay if they don't agree with me. And I feel like I kind of whittled down my audience a bit. And then what was crazy is I grew by over, you know, 60,000 ish. So I lost 2,000 people who weren't my ideal audience, 
customer, what have you. Um, but I found more people who are. And so I, the only reason I bring this up, like I actually wouldn't generally talk about this, but I want to be really transparent with you. And I do feel like this played a part in my Instagram growth that brought a lot of engagement. And I really kind of tuned out what people were saying about all that. And anyone who's like, did you see what they said? I was like, I don't really want to know. Like, I don't want to, it's, it messes with my head. I don't want to know what people are saying negatively about me. So please don't tell me. Um, but one person did say, did you know they're saying, oh, she's just doing this for engagement. And at first I was like, oh, and then I was like, well, yeah, yes, it is. That's what we do on Instagram. It's And I've had people in the past say about my business, she's just doing that to get sales. Yeah, I am. Like I am a business and I want to sell my product. And I show up in a way that I feel like is ethically okay. I'm not selling a product that's bad. I'm selling a product I'm really proud about. And I'm trying to find people who love the product and want it. So yes, I'm trying to sell my product. Yes, I'm trying to find more customers. Yes, I'm trying to get more engagement. And if we're honest, we all are. Like that's what we're doing on Instagram. There's, I don't know of a single person out there who's gonna be like, oh my gosh, this posted really well. Well, that sucks. That's not what I wanted. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm trying to get engagement. Yes, I'm trying to grow my following. I, yes. So that was true. And, and I've noticed, um, I talked about this at the very like beginning of my podcast. There's an episode called something about the naysayers. A lot of what people attack in, in my business in all business and in life are the things that are going well, you know, like I've noticed, I've seen other women who are very successful and other people will find, one bad picture of them. I'm like, oh my gosh, they look terrible here. When they're beautiful women, I'm like, oh geez, like put anyone under a microscope and you're going to find some negative stuff. Uh, but we love to find the things, you know, so anyhow, that that's neither here nor there. But, um, but this was a part of my, my growth. Like I have to think, I don't know the algorithm. I can't see behind the doors, but this stirred up a lot of engagement. And I was already implementing other things, which I'll talk about in a minute. But um, so I was posting every day and I kept posting every day. And one of the things that Nicole teaches is that it, it piggybacks your growth. It's like a, a rolling snowball that's going down a hill. It just grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It picks up more snow and more snow and more snow. So you post something one day, it doesn't do well, doesn't get a lot of engagement. That's okay. You post the next day. It's just a little bit more snow packed onto that snowball rolling down the hill. And so I was already trying to post every day. And I'll admit when she said post every day, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, but it helped. And so then this big engagement thing happened, which felt like a really big negative at the time. And I was like, well, that was counterproductive, but I don't think it was. And it really, I think Instagram, the algorithm was like, whoa, there's a lot going on over here. And so when I kept posting every day, every day, every day, it just helped that engagement. It helped to be seen. So like I, shortly after all of that, I post a reel, I posted a reel 
And it was very simple. And it, it was uh, one that Nicole recommended. One of the things with her course that she offers is like um, a weekly up to date, like post this. And this was one of her suggestions. And it said, um, if you are, I want to say, okay, I could get this a little bit wrong. I'll put the link to this exact reel in the show notes. But if you are, and then little words would show up like, or if you love fabric, if you like sewing, making things with your hands, let's be friends. And that was it. And it just was a B-roll. So it just had my camera out sitting on a tripod watching me make a, a tie for my husband for Christmas. And, um, that at the time that I last look has had last looked has over 3 million views and I keep getting likes and engagement from that. And I'm just like, what in the world? And I've seen other people make those and it hasn't been as successful, but I think because of the timing that that came shortly after that huge debacle, um, that that did well. So I think, again, I'm guessing I'm trying to like, you know, look back and what's the word I'm looking for? Deconstruct, deconstruct what has gone well for me. Um, so some other things that, that I've learned that Nicole teaches, and she talks about this, you know, openly publicly, um, but to post different kinds of content. So a lot of times people get stuck with posting just one type of content and the different kinds of content. One is educate, so education. And I see some quilters do really well with education. Like, and I do some of them now. I hadn't before, but I am now. And it's teaching like how to get a perfect point, how to use an iron, how to start your fabric or whatever, how to sew a zipper. So teaching, those do really, really well. And then people will say, man, that did well. So they start doing all education. Well, you want to spice it up. You want to mix. And so another kind of um, content or platform, if you will, or not platform, pillar, is to entertain. So to put something kind of funny. And it's funny because uh, people who are really good at education or um, the next type I'm going to show about, they struggle. They're like, I'm not funny. I don't know how to do funny. Here's a little tip. You don't need to be that funny. Go and look for... And it doesn't have to be like weird funny, you know, I'll give an example in a minute. Um, but go and look at other people's posts that are just a little bit clever, a little bit quirky, and you can do that. Um, so entertain, that's another kind of pillar or, you know, topic that you can rotate between. And an example of that is around Christmas time, um, I saw Nicole of Gardenery. She had like let people believe in Santa, Santa Claus, because you got all these seeds last year and thought you would plant them all and grow a garden and no one stopped you or no one, I don't know, told you that that wasn't going to happen. And I was like, oh, that's totally applicable with quilters. We buy all this fabric and think we're going to make something and, you know, we end up dying with a closet full of fabric. So dare I say it. Um, so I took that and changed it to my audience and said, let people believe in Santa Claus because you bought all that fabric believing you'd make a quilt and no one took that from you. So that one did really well. And that's, that's humor. That's entertainment. So it doesn't have to be like you, you know, being super goofy or whatever. I mean, even one that I'm thinking of, I follow Kayla at Zenis. She's a fitness person. I've been using her sweat app for years and years and years. And, um, I was watching one of her 
workout reels. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could totally like make a spoof on this and show how I use my fabric as a way of working out, which I don't really, but it's just to be funny. And so uh, that will come out by the time this podcast comes out. So you'll be able to see that. So, you know, it doesn't have to be super goofy, but just throw in, you know, some education, some entertainment. And then this third one, this is the one I see most with quilters and product-based companies. And so I think a lot of people get stuck in this and, and don't mix up the variety. But the third one is showcase. And that's where you're showing. And like I said, quilters mostly do this. Like a lot that I see is where they roll up their quilt and drop it down and show the quilt or just a beautiful photo. And that's good. We need some of that. But if you're only showcasing, then it just gets a bit dull. I mean, and I hate to say dull because that sounds like, what, you think my stuff is boring? No, it's just when you mix up the things that you're showing, you're going to get more engagement and excitement. And then the fourth one she talks about is invitation. So just flat out inviting people to come and do something. And so one thing that you'll notice with Nicole, and I'm excited for her to talk more about it when she's on the podcast, she never sells anything on Instagram. And that blew my mind. I was like, yeah, right. I went back and looked and I was like, huh. Now, every once in a while, she'll have like a link to her shop where you can buy her garden bed or whatever. Um, but she will never come out and say, buy this thing, or this is now for sale. She, what she does do is offer free events throughout the year or free, free things like a free ebook or a free webinar. And then she'll have an upsell. And I've bought from her now. I, I bought my sprouts kit. If you watch my Instagram stories, I bought her sprouts kit. I'm getting into gardening now that I follow her and learn from her. I'm like, yes, I do want to eat better. I do want to garden. Um, so, you know, power of marketing, but, um, but I, you know, bought her two Instagram courses from her and it's been so worth it. Like you've heard, I've spent $3,000 now on her courses, but I've grown a ton and my sales have gone up because of my growth. So very much worth it. But point is, I went to her free thing where she first talked about her growth. She gave some free valuable content and then invited me to, or all of us who participated to buy this thing. And so that's, I'm implementing that this year and I'm just kind of toying with it. Like first I had the yo-yo making event. Right now I have perfect points and it's kind of fun to go through and plan out things for the year that I want to host as a free event and then have an upsell at the end. My big thing is what, you know, obviously I have my quilt pattern writing course that comes every September. That's my big, like, oh yeah, that's an obvious upsell. And then I have quilt patterns. So what else can I upsell, you know, after an event? Um, So that's something that I'm like thinking about and, for now, it's just my pat. I'm not interested in like creating new courses and content right now. I'm enjoying 2024 as like not adding more to my plate, but it's something that, that I'm thinking about. Um, so that's a lot of what she talks about is like rotating the content, not selling on Instagram. And then also there is what I've talked about before SEO. Um, and this, is true and helpful. So when you type in, like, for example, when I had that reel that has over 3 million views and it says, if you like pretty fabric, sewing with a sewing machine, 
those words, I typed those inside of Instagram using their, their real feature. And it's really good to do that, especially if your words are on brand. Like for example, Nicole would put like gardening, soil, seeds, typing those words in Instagram, there is search engine optimization. So SEO. And when you type those words and put them on your reel or in the caption, the algorithm says, oh, this is about quilting. Okay. I know that these people are interested in quilting. So I'm going to show this reel to those people. So you're more likely to show up in someone's feed, even if they don't follow you. You know, sometimes you're scrolling and you'll see a reel and you don't follow that person. You're like, wait, what? How did this show up here? It's the algorithm showing you accounts that they think that you're going to like. And so typing those words and using SEO, it will help Instagram get to know who your audience is and show this to people who might not already follow you or show up in the account. You know, not everyone we follow is showing up in our feeds. So you want to be one of those people that's showing up. So that's something that helps as well. And then uh, I, what I really love, I mean, this is not like a pitch for Nicole's course. I guess it is in its own way. I'm not an affiliate. I'm just telling you what I've done that has worked for me. And that was where I was like, do I tell people? What if all the quilters start taking Nicole's course? And then we all start looking the same, which is ridiculous. We all have our own imaginations and creativity and our own spins on things. So anyhow, that was the weird, like, Elizabeth, you got to get over that. Um, so yes, Nicole's course, not an affiliate. It's just what I've been doing and it's been working. But like I mentioned, she gives weekly tips on like, go look at these other accounts at this particular reel and how it's worked well and spin it, you know, in your own way. And that's been really helpful. So there is still a learning curve because I'll admit the, the reels that Nicole sends and says, like, try this one, they generally do better than the ones I come up with on my own. And so I, we have a live call every month with her and I just need to be like, help me out here. Cause I, I want to really know how to replicate this on my own without having to rely on these formulas, you know, like how, how do I learn this skill? And I will say there is having a, a catch or a hook, if you want to call it something that catches people's attention. So like let people believe in Santa Claus. That's, that's a hook. They're going to be like, what the, what are you talking about? And I just posted a reel today that says, you're not sad. Now, granted that was, these are ideas from Nicole, but, but I'm trying to learn and I'm learning. Those have really good hooks. Even when I went back and watched and I was kind of, I'm like, wait, you're not sad. Why am I talking about being sad? Huh? What? Um, things that catch people's attention. So you want to catch their attention right away. And I had another reel where I would like, crawled out of some fabric, a pile of fabric. And that got a lot of engagement. And I could see how long people watched that reel. It was like seven or eight seconds, which for the record, most people are, I'm looking at my statistics. That's the longest people are really watching my reel is eight seconds. So, you know, keep that in mind, maybe keep your reels around that long. But um, people were like, what is she doing crawling out of that fabric? And that one I did come up with on my own. So, hey, there's that. So I'll pat myself on the back there. Um, so you want to catch people's attention either with the words that you use right away or the graphics. And in your caption, I generally put – so I have – I'm using um, ManyChat – and that's where you say like, comment, whatever, and I will DM you the link. So that's ManyChat, all one word, ManyChat.com, I think, ManyChat.com. Um, and I honestly 
don't know the pricing, just go take a look. I think it was free at first, but then after so many people opting in, you start paying per click or something like that. Um, again, not an affiliate, just telling you what I'm doing and what's working. And that works really well because people are, we are, we're getting lazier and lazier. And when you say click the link in my bio, that you're asking people to to go up to your account bio and click the link. The more steps you have, the less likely people are to do it. So if they're just right there and they're able to comment something, they are more likely to do it. You want to make things as easy as possible for people. Uh, the less, the every time you add an extra step, you lose a lot more people. I'd love to see the statistics on that and the numbers, but you lose a lot. And so don't, don't lose people who are interested, make it easy for them, make it easy to just comment something and you DM them the link. And then when they're back on Instagram, they go to their inbox. Oh yeah, there's that thing. Let me comment. Let me get that. So uh, yeah, many chat. And then I use Flowdesk. Uh, that's my email provider and my marketing provider. And I do have an affiliate link for Flowdesk. So that'll be in the show notes. If you want to try using Flowdesk, you can click the link in my bio and you can get the first year for 50% off when you sign up to use Flowdesk. So I use Flowdesk to let people sign up for things. So like one of the freebies that I'm using a lot right now is my free gingham quilt pattern. And so I say, comment the word gingham and I will DM you the link to my free pattern. And that's been really popular and successful. And so I use Flowdesk to capture their email and to send them that free pattern. So yeah, in a nutshell, to recap the things that have worked for me, one, signing up and taking a course from someone who is a few steps ahead of me. What I love about Nicole, again, <laughs> this is turning into like a Nicole show, but um, she she's not an Instagram growth person. Like how many people do you follow who are like, let me show you how to grow on Instagram, but all they do is grow on Instagram. They don't even sell a product. Their only product they sell is how to grow on Instagram. Well, that's going to look different for us. Like what works for them doesn't work for selling quilt patterns because I'm not selling Instagram. So Nicole is selling a product. She has a book, she has garden stuff, she has consulting, she has a membership. She has these things that she's selling. And so she it's much more relatable. The things that are working for her work for people who are selling products and the things that are getting engagement work for people who are selling products. So that's one thing that I really, that's what sold me on it. I was like, okay, she's having major success and she sells a product. Let's learn from her. So sign up from someone who knows. And I've had people reach out to me, Elizabeth, are you going to offer a course on how to grow on Instagram? No, Nicole has a great one. Go take it from Nicole. I'm going to stick in my lane. I know how to write and sell quilt patterns. And that's what I teach. So if you want to learn that, come to me. If you want to learn how to grow on Instagram, go to Nicole. And um, so, yeah, I signed up for her course and then I implemented it. If I dare say, I feel like I'm a pretty good student. You know, I went and tried the things she said. Oof, the controversy one, we saw how that played out. Um, but I do, you know, all said and done, I do think it helped with my growth. Will I ever do that again? Absolutely not. Uh, but, but yeah, there's that. And, you know, it's interesting because I am in this course with other people and I can see we have a community where they'll come in and talk about how things are going for them. And we have a live call every month with Nicole and, 
some of them are like, this isn't working. I still am not growing. Da, 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 da. So some people have a harder time implementing, you know, their aptitude for this isn't the same. And so, you know, some people think, oh, if I just buy the course, that will solve all my problems. You still have to really do the work and implement the things. And, you know, I've heard people before, like, how could a person sell a course and charge money when they know only a handful of people are going to be successful? Well, just because everyone does, I, I just find that so funny. I'm so grateful Nicole still offers this because it's been super beneficial to me. Like, anyhow, I find that to be a very interesting conversation and viewpoint. Um, so just know that if you do take her course or if you implement these things that I'm talking about today, you really still need to be smart about it. Like go and find those accounts that are doing well, go and use your imagination. Like in the course, you know, Nicole shared, let's just say the Santa Claus one, like let people believe in Santa Claus. She would share that reel. And there will be people in the class who are like, I don't get it. How can I implement that into my own industry? And I'm just like, okay, that's not her job. Her job is to give you these ideas. And then you need to use your imagination to see how you can implement that into your industry. And if you can't have that kind of imagination or like, I don't know, and that may sound heartless, like, what if I have a hard time with that? Then go to a different idea, go and find a different reel that you can kind of implement in your own industry. But to have that ability to like think outside the box a little bit and to think, how could I spin that to match my product and my industry and my personality and also to put aside that fear of like, what if this ends up being really stupid? What if people end up hating me? What if, what if, what if? Here's the deal. Your business is going to grow you more than you ever grow that business. Yeah, there are people who are going to hate it. There are people who are going to think it's stupid. And so you, you've got to be able to sit with that and to know that you're not for everybody and it is uncomfortable. I've walked that walk. It can really mess with your head. So is it worth it to you? You know, If you sit really safely and just do what's safe, you're probably not going to grow as much and, and sell as much. And it's same with like picking a niche. Pick a niche. Go out on a ledge. Be different. The more you lean into that, the more success you're going to have. The more you repulse people, the more you attract your people. So I'm not saying you need to go out there and be super controversial or, you know, but be true to yourself. And I've seen so many business owners who, who are like, well, I don't want to be salesy or, oh, but this annoys some people. I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to offer an affiliate program. Some people don't like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you want to do? Just sit there and think about what you want to offer, how you want to show up. And once you can put aside the voices of everybody else, because here's the deal, you will never please everybody. And when you do, you become a nothing. You become very, very boring and bland. And so to, to stand out a little bit from the crowd, to do something a little bit different, a little shocking, um, and shocking, take that however you want. <laughs> don't not, please don't put it on me. If you end up going out there and doing something totally controversial, being like Elizabeth told me to, I will not take that responsibility upon myself. I've already been down that path. Um, 
But yeah, just be willing to to try things. Be willing to make something and let it be stupid. Like just try it. I have made some stuff that I'm like that that didn't go well. And there's even some things where I'm like, I think I like this, but I, it could be dumb. Uh, all right, let's just do it. And sometimes I really love it. And other times I'm like, nope, actually, I really hate that thing. Shoot. But you find out, you discover, you know, you, you go out on a ledge. And my other big thing with growth on Instagram or, or business in general is the consistency. Like there are days where I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do the reel today. I'm like, no, I am. I'm showing up. I am showing up. And so even if it's just not my favorite, I'm going to do it. You know, like Sundays, sometimes I don't post, but other than that, I'm showing up. And so that's also absolutely helped. Um, so those are my tips, you know, rotate just to recap, rotate between topics, education, entertainment, showcase, and invitations. Try not selling, try just offering free things. And then you upsell after that and say, okay, if you love this, you're going to love X, Y, Z. Follow accounts that are doing well. Go and look at what they're doing and change it a bit, tweak it to fit your product. I mean, I, like this, I, I'm excited about it. Granted, this is my own idea. We'll see how well it goes. But like the, the workout thing that I'm thinking of, I think it's going to be so funny. So we'll see. We'll look and see how the engagement goes for that. But it's totally outside of the box. It's something where I saw something in a totally different industry and I thought, oh, that could be kind of funny, you know, tweak it a bit and pretend like I'm working out, lifting up my fabric bolts. Um, so just trying, trying it out. And then, you know, if you are really stuck and you want to go to the next level, sign up for a course, learn from somebody who is a few steps ahead of you, who they resonate with you. You know, another thing I like about Nicole is she's like, don't, oh yeah, this is another thing. Well, this isn't my summary, but I'm going to add it. Don't use filters. And that, that actually was scary for me because I have been using filters for a long time. Even in my stories, I'll put a, I had put a filter on and, you know, I'm in my forties, I'm 42 years old. And so, you know, starting to get older. I'm like, Ooh, this one makes me look younger. She's like, Nope, stop it. People want to see the real you. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to trust her. And it's true. Like I, that's what I love about her is she shows up as really her, no filters, no, like trying to look perfect. And it's refreshing. And she even like did a story where she went into, I don't know, a dermatologist and got like a facial laser. And she was like, yeah, trying to keep my skin healthy and young. And I was like, oh, she's not even hiding that. Like she's just being very open and honest about her life. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that and think it's really good advice. Stop using the filters, stop editing, you know, the photos to look a certain way, just show up as you and people find it very refreshing and comfortable. Um, so yeah, learn, learn what you can. And hopefully this episode right here has taught you some great takeaways that you can implement in your business as well. So just, um, you know, I said, don't be afraid of trying, but I guess lean into that fear of trying, try something new, try something different, be consistent, show up. And, and I will say, when I say post every day, my reels take me about five to 10 minutes to create. It gets faster and gets easier. You might be like, oh my gosh, I can't spend an hour every day creating a reel. It gets easier, it gets faster. And if you spend, if you take, I don't know, 
a day or two and just do a bunch of filming of like for let's say quilting a bunch of filming of you sewing get a close-up of your hands sewing get backed up where it just shows you sitting at your machine sewing showing you cutting your fabric maybe change your outfit a couple times so it looks like it's different days show you sitting with a quilt show you picking out fabric then you have this b-roll and a lot of reels use b-roll so you're just showing yourself doing these things And you can use that content and reuse it and reuse it, which I've been doing. And it's wonderful. I have all this content that I can just use and I don't have to film every single day. So set aside some time, a day or two, and just get all that filming done. And and then you have that content to use. So it doesn't, please don't feel like, oh my gosh, if I'm posting every day, that means I'm spending every hour of every day. I don't even spend a ton of time like looking at comments and all of that. And some people are like, you need to comment and respond to everybody. I'm like, says who? At a certain point, that's a bad use of my time. And like Nicole of Gardenary, Instagram won't even allow her to respond to people's comments because she's gone viral so many times. I don't know what the thinking is behind that, but like it's almost a, a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, I, I can't, I can't respond. So don't worry about like, oh, I have to respond to everybody. Just do what you can, you know? And yeah, so show up consistently, whatever that looks like for you. If you can get to every day or even every weekday, it really will help your engagement and it will really help your growth. And then, yeah, just have fun with it. Show up as yourself, uh, have fun, let your personality shine through and look what's working well for others and recreate that. So those are my Instagram growth tips. If you have any comments or questions, shoot me an email, send me a DM. The best thing you can do is leave a comment for the podcast, leave a review and share a comment. I love to hear that. And thank you for showing up. Um, Like I said, this episode was really scary for me to share because of talking about you know, the controversy and bringing that back up. Um, It's uncomfortable for many reasons, but like I said, I want to be open and honest with my audience. I want to share what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how that's played out for me. And hopefully you're able to learn from my mistakes and learn from the things that are going well. And it can hopefully help you avoid the pitfalls and get a quicker win, quicker growth and, you know, learn from the things that have gone well. So thank you so much for being here on the Crafty Career Podcast. I will see you next Friday with a brand new episode. Have a great week. Take care.